Good morning, church family. Oh, I like that golf clap. Good morning, church family. It is so great to welcome all of you as we have gathered here to lift up the name of Jesus and to celebrate his goodness in our lives. God has been good to every one of us, amen? Can you say that? And we're here to participate with God in what God is doing and to share and what God's gonna do in each one of our lives. And I'm so glad to be part of this Skybreak community. Listen, if, if you've ever felt like something's missing in your life, it's probably because something's missing. Thank you. <laughs> I honestly don't know what people do without community. And that's why I'm excited to announce that small groups are kicking off this week here at Skybreak. And for the next four weekends, uh, you can host, or next four weeks, you can host or join a group. You can try it out if you've never done that before and see if it works for you. And uh, if you don't find a group that you feel comfortable in or just not jiving like you'd like, then we'll do another one, join another one. You gotta kind of find the people that are in your group, you know, that kind of like what you like and do what you like to do. And uh, there's nothing like having community around you when you need them most. It's kind of like, well, it's even more than this. I was gonna say it's kind of like having a spare tire in your car. You don't need it till you need it, but a group is somebody you're building relationship with because you never know what tomorrow will hold for you. And so I just encourage you to host a group, join a group. You say, I don't know about hosting this, this group thing. Well, if you've got two or three coworker friends, you can start a group. If you've got one or two adult children and they've got kids, you can start a group. You can go to coffee and start a group. You can open your home and start a group. You can meet in the park and start a group. Just get in a group of people because you will need somebody at some point in your life. Can I get a yes from someone? And our team is gonna tell you at the end of service how you can host a group and what you need to do. So here's what we're gonna do. Uh, today we begin a new message called I'm in. So I have one question for you. Are you in? If you're in, say I'm in. Now this four-part series is intended to help each of us to understand the heart of our church and to embrace four qualities of who you are in Jesus. Now let me introduce them to you. The first message, which is today, is I'm invited. Everybody say, I'm invited. I'm invited into God's family. We believe that everyone belongs even before you believe or behave. Everyone belongs even before you believe or behave. So I'm invited. The second message is I'm invaluable. Everyone say that with me. I'm invaluable. I'm invaluable to God's work. Everyone in this room has gifts and talents that are important 
and that are meant to be used to serve in God's kingdom. Every one of you. Everybody has at least one. And most of you, if not all of you, have more than one. You are invaluable. The third message is entitled, I'm influential. Everyone say, I'm influential. Everyone say, I'm influential. I'm influential for God's glory. Everyone has influence. You were created to be salt and light by God. You have influence. You have a story of what God has done in your life. And what we want you to do is just influence others by telling your story. I'm influential. You don't have to know all the scriptures. You don't have to know where all of them are. But everybody knows what God has done in your life. And you can tell that. You don't have to memorize anything. You just tell your story. I'm invaluable. And then the last message is entitled, I'm invested. Everyone say, I'm invested. I'm invested in God's church. My time is invested. My passion is invested. My talents are invested. My resources are invested. I'm invested in the work of God and in God's church. Everyone say, I'm invested. Now, these next few weeks are an invitation for every one of you to drive your roots down deep into our church and to see the difference you can make and to know the power you have that God has put inside of you. It's not enough to just show up at church. It's not enough to just show up at church. It's not enough. I'm rewinding if you're wondering what I'm doing. It's not enough to just show up at church. Our hearts long for more than that. We want to be needed. We want to be known. We want to know that we matter. And you have a God-given purpose and a God-given passion just waiting to be discovered. You have that. And you may not know it yet, but you have everything you need to chase your passion. We just have one question for you. Are you in? Are you in? If you're in, say, I'm in. If you're in, say, I'm in. Now, the church is the table where I'm invited and you're invited to come and get fed. Jesus said, I am the bread of life. And the challenge and the responsibility of the church is to feed people. That's our purpose. That's the purpose of this church is to feed people. And yet too often, we're feeding the already fed. People are spiritually starving outside. And here we sit in the air condition, thank God for it, taking it easy, eating and eating and eating and eating until our bellies are full. One of the reasons Skybreak Church exists is to feed you the bread of life. It's our intention to 
build believers, but it's also our intention to serve seekers. You say, well, what's a seeker? A seeker is someone who has not yet stepped over the line, someone who has yet to establish a personal connection with God through Jesus Christ. So here today, we have all kinds of people. We have, we have believers, and we have seekers, and we have wanderers. And we want to reach all of these groups of people. So to do that, we have the opportunity every single weekend to serve the bread of life. So let me talk a little bit about what that looks like. I don't know if you do this, but Janet and I invite people to our home sometimes to eat. We have people over and we invite them into our house and I like to cook on the grill and I enjoy getting together with people and so you get together, you gotta decide what to cook, gotta make a plan. So what's the first step if you're gonna have somebody over to the house? Well, the first step is the invitation. Everyone say the invitation. We invite people into our home. And we ask them, we invite them, would you come? Would you come to my house? Would you come and would you join in a meal with me? And then we decide what kind of food we're going to serve. Are we going to do tenderloin or are we going to do hamburger? A lot of difference, right? Then we, y'all with me? So be a tenderloin, what is that? I like the hamburger part. We know what that is. So then we decide what kind of food we're gonna serve and then we set a time. So we give the invitation, we decide what we're gonna cook and what we're gonna serve and then we set the time. Then once that is established, we get the work done. Our family does the work, not the guests. Now, maybe you have an arrangement where you're like, I'll open my home, y'all bring the food. But the truth is, when we invite people to our house, we do the work. Everybody say we. We clean the house. We think about the food. We think about the atmosphere. We think, we think about the candles you're going to have burning. What kind of music you're going to have playing. If I got guests coming over, we ain't playing romantic music. You heard me say romantic, right? If it's just Janet and I, candles are burning, we play romantic music. <laughs> 43 years, that's right. It works. <laughs> but we do the work. Everybody say we do the work. Why? Because it's all about the guests. It's all about serving the food in a imaginative and creative way. Janet has a style. She likes certain kinds of platters and certain kinds of setups that are tiered and it's stacked up and she wants the matching napkins and she does it all. She, I don't mind cooking the food. She has to do all the rest. Some people just throw it out there on the countertop, but she wants to set it up and have a little drape and tear it and put some flowers and candles in the middle. I'm like, you're messing up all my food. And she's like, you're messing up all my decorations. <laughs> Why? Because it's all about the presentation. We do the work. It's about those who have been invited and we, the church, have the opportunity every single weekend to serve the bread of life to a hungry world that's walking by us every single day. 
And we shouldn't stay inside and feed the already fed. We need to be going outside and serving the bread of life to all those passing by in our life. When you entertain people, who do you think about? You think about the guests. And every weekend, we think about who's going to walk in our doors, who's going to show up here at Skybreak Church. We think about the family. We do think about you, but we think about our guests. My kids are going to eat, but so are all of these other people, and we're here to serve them. Our church family does some incredible serving to help put this meal together every single week. And I got to tell you, we got people serving across this campus right now. When you drove in the parking lot, hopefully there was somebody out there smiling. Did you see anybody when you drove up today? Somebody's in the parking lot at 88 degrees and they're just smiling, sweat running down their face. And then somebody who might not like everybody else's kids, but we like kids. And they're serving to take your children and to minister to them and to love on them. We got people here serving in the lobby and serving in the coffee shop and serving on the prayer team and serving in worship. Why? Because it's all about the guests that are going to show up every single week. We think about the people who are facing challenges and making life-altering decisions. We think about the couple whose marriage is upside down. We think about the single adult who's dealing with loneliness. We think about the student who might be contemplating, is it worth living on? And we think about the table because the church is the table. And we think about the bread of life that we're gonna serve to everybody that's coming. And we think about who are in the chairs. Entertaining takes work, and that's why a lot of people don't do it. They just do takeout, like we're going to do today at my house. I didn't smoke all night barbecues and briskets, and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't do that, so we're going to get CJs and take it home. <laughs> why? Because it takes work. It's a lot easier to go to a restaurant and let somebody else do all the work. But to entertain, you got to think about the guests. You got to think about how you're going to serve the food and that you're going to present it in an imaginative and creative way and a compelling way. And it takes a lot of work. Hours and hours of reading and studying and praying. So you've got to get outside of yourself to do that. You got to think about other people to do that. You got to think about what you're serving and how you're going to serve it. We think about our conversation. What are we going to talk about? We do this every single week. Why? Because you want the best meal possible and the best experience possible for all of our guests. I love to look around our church every weekend and see all of these beautiful, beautiful people, our family of choice, we like to call it, here at Skybreak. And I want you to get fed. I want you to experience this meal which starts the moment you pull in the parking lot and drop off your children. And then we push away from the table. So we're at this table where we're going to get fed and we're sitting down. But we can't, if we own the house, if we live in the house, if we're hosting the party, if we're hosting the meal, there comes a time if we're going to bring guests to our table, 
If we're going to bring guests to our table, we have to push away from the table and we have to serve others. We have to serve our guests. Whenever Pastor Nathan and I prepare a message, it's not done in 15 minutes, by the way. We think about the table. We think about who's coming to the table, who's been invited, because the church is the table where people come to be, to be fed. And we think about the chairs. So what do you mean about the chairs? Well, there are basically three types of people that should be in church every weekend. There's three chairs that represent three groups of people. First of all, you have mature Christians at church. People been around a long time. That's one of the chairs. Secondly, you have baby believers at church, brand new Christians. They're still trying to get their language right. Man, that was a mm, of a sermon today, Pastor. Love those kind of people. Maybe not the word I would choose. Might not be something I'd say on TV, but you know, they're a baby Christian. They got the hearts right, we're just getting their language cleaned up. So we got mature Christians, we got baby believers, and then with their back to the audience because they're new to church and they're trying to check all this out, we got skirt chasing, hell raising, hell bound sinners in church. And <laughs> y'all didn't clap so loud on that one. Because <laughs> you're like, well, I don't know whether to clap. If I am one or not one, what do I do? I, <laughs> I just want to sit in the back. Man, it's loud in here. I could clap and sing and they can't even hear me. That's one of the reasons we do that. <laughs> I don't know the song. Well, that's what, we got the screen, we got words. The church should be full of all of these groups of people. A healthy church is full of all of these kinds of people. A third of our church should be mature Christians and a third of our church should be baby believers and a third of our church should be skirt chasing, hell bound and hell raising kinds of people. Everybody's welcome here. You belong even before you believe or behave. Because if the mature are doing what they should be doing, which is inviting their lost, hell-bound, hell-raising friends to church. Well, I don't have any friends like that. Well, you might ought to get some new friends. because if all, I, I, You need Christian friends. You need a small group. But you need to be reaching. You're salt and light. You need to be reaching these kinds of people, training these people and reaching those people. You're a mature Christian. You've got to get up, push away from the table. We need to be serving baby Christians and inviting unchurched people to the house of God. We want our lost friends who might be hell-bound to be heaven-bound. So that they can become a baby Christian. So that they can become a mature believer and join us in pushing away from the table to serve other people. So as a mature Christian, what part are you playing in this process? Preach a good sermon today, preacher. I've heard some good ones. Hope this is better than the last one. I'm making all this up, but I think it does happen. Well, feed me today. Hold on, I got to back up a little bit, loosen my belt. Feed me today. I studied over Revelation, Daniel, and Ezekiel, and you better give me some understanding of all that stuff. And this hell-bound person over here just showed up, and he's, oh my gosh, 
you don't want to find out what they were doing last night, but they just came to church and they're sensing something and they're feeling something and they're looking at all these people and they don't need to look at a new believer. I'm sorry, I'm a mature Christian over here. It's, and, and, and say, well, what are you doing? Who are you? Where'd you come from? We need to be looking for those people. Push away from the table and make it sure, hey, I'm glad you're here. My name is Danny. How can I help you? What do you got going on? And, and then over here, are you doing okay since you became a Christian? Are you serving God? Are you in a small group? Have you been through growth track? Are you involved? These are the things that we want to talk about. Are you sharing the bread of life with people God has placed in your life? If you're a mature Christian, it could be your neighbor, it could be a co-worker, it could be a friend, it could be a family member. You need to share the bread of life and get up from the table. If you didn't have, I'm talking to mature Christians now. If you didn't have one more sermon preached to you, you probably had enough to carry you the rest of your life. Yeah, 19 people. Yeah, that's right. I didn't count them. I just guessed. Well, Pastor Danny, I need to know more. No, you don't. If you know Jesus personally, you know enough. Well, I'm a new believer. Man, I'm kind of afraid. I, don't, I, hadn't, I hadn't memorized the Bible yet. Well, join the rest of us. Are you inviting people to skybreak? Are you giving the invitation? Because as a believer, listen to me, as a believer, that's your food. Oh, hold on. I'm going to show you a scripture. That's your food. If you're a mature believer, you know what Jesus said? You know what he said? He said in John 4, he said, my food, this is Jesus. He said, my food is to do the will of my father who sent me. And to finish his work. So you mature believers need to get the right perspective. Your food is to be salt and light. Your food is to invite unchurched people to church. Your neighbors, your family members. It's to invite people to the table so they can experience Jesus and eat from the bread of life. Everyone is invited and that is your food. What do you mean by that? Nothing gets a person more excited than to know across the room or sitting next to them is somebody they've been praying for for months. When you come to church and you have somebody in the, in the room that you, they came today. This is their one day. This is their one opportunity. This is their first, man, I want the Holy Spirit to move today. You're not worried about all kinds. Man, is my shirt all right? Did I get my shoes clean? That's all off your mind. You're praying for the service more than you've ever prayed for the service when you got somebody there. You're, you're asking, Lord, whatever he preaches, just let it touch our heart. Whatever they talk about, whatever song we sing, your whole demeanor, your whole mindset is different. Your food is to do the will of the Father and to finish the work that he came to do. You get fed, you get energized, you get, you get inspired as a mature believer when you're actually inviting people and they're coming or you know a friend has as a friend at church or you know somebody in this house is new and they're sitting in this chair and they don't want to look anybody face to face but you're a mature believer so you're going to push away from the table and you're going to be praying the entire service Lord let one word from that from our pastor speak to them let one song minister to them let one touch of an angel or the Holy Spirit get on them 
We want to bring people to the table. That's the invitation. We're doing all right so far? We're okay? Now, once you've given the invitation, then starts the preparation. And we work like crazy at Skybreak Church to prepare every meal. Preparing for the weekend is most important, and it's the most important thing that any church does, anytime, anywhere, any place. All of the other activities are important, but the weekend is the ultimate presentation. So we work very hard to prepare this meal. Preparation takes thought. You ever invited somebody to your house and then they didn't show up? You ever invited somebody to your house and they didn't show up? Read between the lines. You ever invited anybody to your house and then they didn't show up after you thought about it, after you prayed about it, after you prepared the meal, after you went to the grocery store, after you got the filet mignon, after you got the right temperature on the grill, after you got the and they didn't show up? Oh, well, it didn't matter. I just thought I'd go to the lake today. It didn't matter. I had something else. I just came up, thought I'd, you know, I go to church when it's convenient. You need to change your thinking about that. If you're a mature believer, who's supposed to fill your chair at the table if you're not going to show up? <laughs> I'm not mad at anybody. Preparation takes a lot of thought. Preparation takes a lot of time. Go get what you need to chop, 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 cut, cut, serve, serve, marinate, marinate, get it ready, candles lit, house clean. Takes time. Preparation takes effort. Listen, I can assure you Pastor Nathan and I spend a lot of time in study and in prayer asking God, you know who's gonna be here. Speak through me. I'm just a man, but I want the Holy Spirit to use me, to speak the word somebody needs to hear so that somebody walks away with hope. As a mature Christian and as baby believers, you should be praying along with us about every weekend because so many people who come here each and every week are without Jesus and without direction and without hope. So we're, we're not gonna give some half-baked presentation of the bread of life. Why? Because people matter to God and they matter to us. So we must work hard to give a creative, compelling, and relative word to every single person that comes in contact with our church. Jesus told Peter, he said, feed my sheep. So Pastor Nathan and I are like the Iron Chef of Skybreak Church. And we both like to cook, so I'm not just talking about a theory. I know what it takes to do it. Ask Janet. She, she likes the house to be nice and does all the decorating part. I'm going to prepare the food. I like that. I like going to the grocery store. I know I'm sick. But I like going to the grocery store. Because you know what? Those choices are not eternal. I can make choices at the grocery store. It's so easy. Man, I got all these choices. Cereal, aisle. You know, when I had kids, we had young kids at home. Now you, it's grandkids. You take the grandkids to the grocery store, you don't go down the cereal aisle. 
You'll be there 45 minutes. Nope, no, put that back. No, put that back. And then you get to the checkout, and you're like, I'm going to sue these people for putting all this stuff right here at the checkout so my grandkids got to fight over what drink they want out of the cooler and what sucker they want to get, and they're pulling the, and, and they keep the aisle so narrow. Even if they're in the basket, they reach and grab them. It doesn't matter. I'm going to sue those people. We're the iron chef of the church. And we work hard to be relevant and strategic and to serve the bread of life in ways that people can understand it. And the greatest compliment that I've ever received, and I've been privileged to receive it a, a few times, and that is when people say, when you speak, uh, it just makes sense. And it really blesses me when a 12-year-old or so comes up and says, man, pastor, that was a good message today. I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> if a 12-year-old got it, surely everybody else did. I know some of you... Probably not, but he that has ears, let him hear. So our goal at Skybreak is not to muddy up the food. Don't make the truth complex. Jesus was the ultimate communicator. He used the street language of his day, and our goal is to keep it simple and relevant. Are you listening to the core value and what the weekend is all about here today? Why? Because we got mature believers and we got new believers and we got hellbounders all here at the same time. And any host who's on his game is going to make the bread of life palatable for everybody. My grandkids are coming over today. So you know what you got to have for most of them, the little ones? Chicken tenders. <laughs> Serve chicken nuggets and mac and cheese works every time. Why? Because that's all they eat. You want a salad? Yuck. Boy, I tricked Malachi a few weeks ago, not on purpose. Malachi is really a particular eater, and I had some chips on the table. I think it was maybe Memorial Day or something back in May. I don't know. Anyway, I had a bowl of chips, and, and there's these chips that I really like called uh, salt and vinegar. But they look just like regular chips. And I, I didn't intend to trick him. But I had the chips out on the table, on the counter, you know, the island, whatever, and their bowl sitting next to each other, and there's those chips that he ran, he loves chips, he ran back, grabbed one. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta trick them to get to eat. I'm sorry for all you people that are hellbound. Sometimes we gotta do what we gotta do to get your attention. Why? Because we don't want anybody going to hell. We don't want anybody missing the purpose of heaven. We don't want anybody to miss out. We'll do whatever it takes. Our vision is we'll do whatever, anything except sin, we'll do it to reach people. Hey, we were, Janet and I were in Canada a couple of weeks ago. We went up and did a weekend conference at, uh, for a friend of ours, and they had me preach five times in three days. They were working me. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we had a great time, and I got introduced to something. In Canada, Lay's, Lay's Potato Chips has a potato chip called ketchup. Ew. I thought the same thing until they handed me one, and I was like, oh, fries and ketchup. I brought a bag. I found the biggest bag I could get in my packet in my bag. On, you know, I had to hand carry it on the airplane so it wouldn't get smashed. And I brought it to Malachi. And I said, "Here you go, baby. Fries and ketchup, because he loves ketchup." And he ate the whole bag. <laughs> and I may or may not have experienced that. If you eat the whole bag, your tongue is numb. I may or may not have experienced that, but just say it. They don't have them anywhere else. Only in Canada.
has nothing to do with my sermon. But I was thinking about my grandson when I bought that bag of chips. What are you thinking about when you get ready for the weekend? I want to explain the word of God and the bread of life in a way that people can understand. We want our music to be what people can connect with because it's all about who's at the table. Matthew 9, Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And here's what fires me up about Skybreak Church. We, we have some of the best volunteers on the planet right here in this church. I've seen it for 35 years. The, the work ethic that you show by inviting people through preparation and serving and diligence through your, through your conversations with God and with stepping up and doing what God's called you to do, I'm here to tell you we have the best people, the best volunteers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can you help me give a big heart? felt thank you for the people who serve, people who push away from the chair and from the table and who's, come on somebody, you need to be thankful. You show up and you eat, you show up and you eat, you show up and, some of you, whoo, that's all right, keep, keep thanking them because some of you are mature believers and you know what it takes, but you're so thankful for those who push away. Some of you, you're up here at the table doing this because you don't even have a chair because you've been up here so long we just took the chair away. We can't stop here. The invitation and the preparation and then is the presentation. The presentation. You know packaging and presentation's everything. If you go to a restaurant, you notice how they bring the food out in a certain way. Maybe you've never paid attention to this, but you will now. And even when they set the plate in front of you, have you ever seen them turn the plate? You ever seen them do that? They bring the plate. If you're a, a waiter or a waitress, you know, if you serve, you're, they set the plate, but then they turn it a certain way. Why? Because that plate is set up. The preparation. They, if you go to restaurants, you say, how do they get the exact ounce of steak every time? It's because they cut off all the edges that they don't need because they want it to be exactly the same every time. And they bring the presentation. And they make sure it's turned the right way because it's all about what you see and what you're smelling and they want the presentation to be right. Well, pastor, why don't you get up and why don't you just preach all this stuff and tell people what they need to do to go to heaven and why don't you just be, you know, just say, just draw the line. You don't bring a steak out and go, hey, you like that steak? Hey, you want some more steak? Hey, I, could, I cooked it just right for you. There it is. Now, eat it or get out. What you gonna do? You're out of here and you're not ever coming back. Is anybody getting what I'm saying? A 12-year-old should be able to understand what I'm talking about. We want people to get it. We want to give people answers about how to make life work. And sometimes these people sitting over here hadn't figured that out. They're just going off of their feelings. They're going off their emotions. They're going off of what they've heard, and they don't really know much about the bread of life. They haven't been served the bread of life. They're eating all this stuff, and it's giving them indigestion, and they don't know how to deal with it. And they need somebody in a loving and kind and compelling way to push away from the table, because we've had so many meals. You can look at us. We probably don't need to be sitting here, and we need to encourage these new baby Christians that they can join us in pushing away from the table and just telling their story if they don't know all the Bible memorized. They can just tell their story. 
story so we can find this person over here who's brand new and say, I'm so glad you're here. This is for you. This is for you right here. We prepared that for you because we want you to receive everything God has for you and he's got answers for you and the choices you made may not be the best choices and the Bible may disapprove of them but you don't know all of that yet so we just want to love you because you belong even before you believe or behave and we're pushing away because we want you to know that you're loved and we're going to show you the life God has for you and he has better things for you than maybe you've been exposed to but we're going to we're going to show you that we're going to feed that to you so Jesus said I came so you can live life to the full so every weekend we think about who's in the chairs and how we're going to present the bread of life every weekend is leading people to know God because the weekend is our greatest opportunity listen to me to invite starving people to taste the bread of life the weekend more people begin their relationship with Jesus on the weekend but here's what I find I'll be done in a moment here's what I find about a lot of Christians we're diet driven I want to go to that church because they teach this way. I want to go to that church because they talk about all that. I want to go. Hold on a minute. What are we here for? Let me say it this way. We concentrate, we concentrate on studying our Bible and we feed on Scripture, which we have to do. Yet some of these same Christians who are diet-driven never exercise. And we all know if you want to live a long life, you must eat well, diet, and exercise. Instead of diet and exercise, many Christians have become spiritually fat. We can't even get up from the table and serve anybody. Skybreak Church is all about feeding believers and then pushing away from the table and exercising and serving others at the table. You heard Kendra talk about 16 years ago, somebody had been serving way before she got here so that she could be a part of this church. Let me tell you what we believe at Skybreak. We believe the church does not exist for us but we are the church and we exist for the world. We believe the church does not exist for us, but we're the church. We're the church and we exist for these people and especially these people. So they can turn their chair around and come in relationship and receive our free gift of salvation once you receive your free gift of salvation, that's you right here. You don't have to wait till you become mature believer to start serving. You can start serving right now because once you are saved, you have an assignment. Salvation's free. You come to the table, you can't do anything to buy salvation. It's free. But once you receive salvation, you have an assignment to bring others to the table and to serve the bread of life, which is Jesus. And it's not reasonable. It's not reasonable 
for you to eat twice when another person hasn't eaten once. Everyone is invited. Now there's one chair on the, pl- on the platform I hadn't talked about. <laughs> and it's the chair you wanna avoid at all costs. It's called the eye chair. That's right, the eye chair, say it with me. I've seen a lot of mature Christians come to church and they sit up here in church. You wonder why there's a frown on their face. And this music, I tell you what, it's just uncomfortable in here. My feet won't even touch the ground. It's hard, this seat is hard. Where's the tray? I couldn't get it on there if I had to. I need to buckle myself in so loud in here. Church, man. When's my food gonna be ready? Did you mash it up for me? You got a bib for me? I need somebody to spoon feed me here. I've been coming to this church 20 years. I tell you what, y'all to... Y'all to know my place by now. I left my Afghan on the chair that I was sitting in. Y'all need to leave that alone. Feed me. Serve me. Look at me. It just seems odd, doesn't it, for a mature Christian to try to... I told Olivia I'd buy her a new high chair. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who Olivia is, but she's six or seven months old. Where's Olivia? She's right back here, isn't she? There she is, right there. Thank you, Olivia, for you didn't even know your daddy offered that. Why would we, why would we as mature Christians get stuck in the eye chair when people all around us are starving. Let's feed them. Let's love them. Let's invite them. Let's prepare for them. And rather than sitting in the eye chair, let's push away from the table and let's say, I'm in. Come on, say it with me. I'm in. Say it with me. I'm in. Need me to serve in the parking lot? I'm in. Come on. Need me to serve in kids? Need me to serve at the door? I'm in. Need me to give? I'm in. Count me in. Say it with me. I'm in. Can you give Jesus a hand clap right now? Amen, 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 amen. In this moment, I'd like for you to bow your heads all across the room just for a moment because the most important thing we do every weekend is we invite people to start a relationship with Jesus. And maybe you've stepped away from him and you need to reconnect with God. You need to come back to him. I'm talking to you. I'm reaching for you. And maybe you've never made this decision. Maybe you're not even at the table as one of these people who's never met Jesus. I just want you to know that you can start today. And I want you to know that Jesus loves you and we love you. 
and there is a real eternity and there is a real heaven and hell and Jesus came and paid for my wrong, my sin and for yours, in fact, the sin of the whole world so that we could have a relationship with God. God sent Jesus as his son who died, who was buried and rose again. And the Bible says, if you will confess with your mouth, just say, Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I believe you rose from the dead. You can be saved. Every head bowed, wherever you're watching from, you can join us in this prayer. I wanna lead you in a prayer of new beginnings and in a prayer of salvation. We're all gonna pray it together. And so that I know who that I'm praying with, would you just slip up your hand if that's you that says, I wanna make sure that I'm ready to go to heaven. I wanna make sure that my heart is right with God. I wanna accept Jesus as savior of my life. Would you just lift your hand right where you're at? Lift it high, lift it high. Church, I hope you're praying for people around you. I just wanna see who I'm praying with today. Would you do that? Make that commitment, just lift it high. I wanna go to heaven. I wanna make sure, God bless you, God bless you. God bless you, right there on the screen, wherever you're watching this from, we could pray with you. We're all gonna pray together now. You could put those hands down. Would you pray with me? Say, dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin. I believe you died on the cross and rose again for my sake. So I accept you as Lord and leader of my life from this day forward. And I'll do my best to follow you and serve you. Thank you for saving me. Amen. If you just made the decision to invite God into your life, we would love to know. You can text SCSAVE to 97000. That way we can help equip you with some next steps for you to take along this new journey. If this message was a blessing to your life and you'd like to help support Skybreak financially, you can give online using the Skybreak Church app. Well, hey, we would love for you to join us in person this upcoming Sunday morning at 9.15. But until then, we hope you have a great week and we will see you Sunday.